The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Well, we're down to it. Week 15. Play Final Countdown in your mind because I'm not going to put it on here. It would just end up being Huey Lewis playing here at JL Beers <laughs> with Bo Mitchell and John Tuvey. I'm Anthony Maggio here to get you through your fantasy football semifinals. That made sense to exactly three people, <laughs> the three of us. <laughs> long, long time listeners, long time listeners will get the Huey Lewis reference. Uh, Oh, goodness. Did you I, – I don't even know. I was about to go Ghostbusters on that. But, yeah, let's talk about it. Have you watched the uh, movies that made us on Netflix yet? The no. Ghostbusters one? No. Oh, I've seen the trailer guys. for – was it Ghostbusters have you Aftermath? S- dirty – oh, like uh, Afterlife. Afterlife. Yes, that does look good. Have you seen the meme on social media no, with I the cat and <laughs> the lady yelling the, at it? I've not oh. seen the cat and the lady yelling at it. How the hell is No, the movies that made us, It's it's got Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. And it's like the backstory of the making of those movies. Mm-hmm. It's excellent series. I went through that in four nights. Highly recommend. Hey, fantasy football. That's what we're here for. <laughs> It was only one minute of uh, diversion. Just happened to be right at the beginning of the show. Oh, so let's be talk pl- about beer now. There'll be plenty more diversions before. Oh, we should before talk about beer because JL Beers officially had. We talked about it last week, but uh, they do have the uh, three Floyds on tap. I'm, they've already had two tapped out, or no, one of them tapped out. They had the laser snake tapped out, but I'm drinking the yum yum. Tuvi, what do you got? I've got the uh, Alpha Claws in, in honor of Christmas. It's the uh, American Porter. It's a little less alcohol by volume than I'm used to, so I'm probably going to have to drink many, many huh. of these, but uh, good stuff. Mexican sugar mixed in there, too, and nice. as, as li- really like this in the description, tons of strange American hops, <laughs> which <laughs> if anything about a beer speaks to me, it's tons of Ameri- strange American hops. And Bo's branching. Nope, no, he's, he's got, not. He's got the yeah, three Floyd. I've got premium. the three Floyd. Exactly. It's, um, four, that's the fourth Floyd. <laughs> It was Floyd before there were three other Floyds. Yeah. Uh, no, we got a lot to get to today. Week 14 was just a just a train wreck of injuries. So we have uh, lots and lots of injuries and, and things happening on the uh, player movement front here to talk about. Um, so we'll, we'll get to our regrets first, do that, talk a little whatever in 50-50. Um, let's start with regrets, though. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over. Tubi, you said you got one. I've got one, and it's uh, it's kind of a not an immediate regret, more of a been-building regret since about mid-season. Because I, I looked through all my teams, and uh, as, as I mentioned with last week when we were talking about it, everything other than that... Uh, that dynasty league that where we all mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. Yeah. All my other teams got into the playoffs. Well, all of them except one went. Oh no! So I mean, they just—that's <laughs> a cow yeah. reference. Come on, it's a farming thing. It's just when a cow write dies. Write down the time boom. so I can edit that later. <laughs> okay. <Come on. laughs> Would it be uh, utters up? Is that better? There. Better. I, I don't have to edit that. <laughs> okay. But now everybody knows now what everybody you said. Understands. The <laughs> yeah. So don't even bother. <laughs> 
it, it was a, like you said, it was a, a compilation of uh, you know my, my Mike Evans teams got one long touchdown and then he checked out. Yeah, I guess it could have been a lot worse. Just a, a lot of that, and, and as I looked at him and, and some of the decisions that I, I didn't leave a, a guy on the bench that you know, had I played him would have would have saved my season or anything like that. But as I looked at at what I had for my bench, I realized that with all of these teams. There was a point during the season, maybe eight to ten weeks in, where complacency kind of set in. I said, this is a good team. I don't really need to do much yeah. more with it. And then when I got to week 14 and maybe there should have been some decisions <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. I should have had to make, I, they weren't there to be made. So I guess uh, that's, uh, if I look in the rear view for 2019, uh, letting complacency set in I, I think will be my major regret. You know, and that's a that's sort of a uh, close cousin of the when players get on your team, they're suddenly way more valuable. Like, you don't want to trade this guy. He's on your team. He's obviously worth way more than if that exact same right. player in that exact same situation was in someone else's team. Right. And, and you know, that that impacts your, your trade evaluations with other teams, and it impacts when you need to go pick up guys off of waivers. So I, I think that's a really good point to bring up and – Something to yeah constantly be fighting against, especially if you spent a high draft pick on a player, mm-hmm. uh, then that player's got so much more value to you, even though it does not matter. I mean, heck, I I was delusional enough to think that Corey Davis had some magical extra value to me just because I spent a first yeah. round pick on him in my dynasty yeah. rookie draft. Uh, what year did he come into the league? Two thousand seventeen, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so he had an extra special. Uh, bit of value in in my estimation but yeah. in reality just nothing and he's still floating around in free agency yeah. in that league so yeah. unlike his teammate aj brown who remember my regret yes. from a few uh weeks now a couple months ago now but uh yeah still regretting that that's not my regret this week <laughs> um mine was um i basically ignored the san francisco new orleans game um for dfs purposes because of the two strong defenses if, You're, you weren't alone. I w- no, yeah. no, I was not alone. <laughs> but it, it, there are some things in looking back that could have been indicators to at least put up, you know, a few lineups with those guys. One was the fact that nobody did. So there's this opportunity yeah. for low ownership on high impact players. You know, your Michael Thomases and Drew Brees and Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle, et cetera, et cetera. So when you have the opportunity to get those guys at low ownership, um, you should you need to take advantage of that especially if you're playing multiple lineups because it doesn't take much to overweight the field on, on players like that. Um, another piece of it is, I mean, we're, we're down to the point in the season where in some games there's going to be some weather situations. In some games it's divisional teams playing each other the second time. Those are usually more low-scoring games. And here we had a game that was in you know, the Coors Field of, of the NFL in New <laughs> Orleans with two teams that are uncommon. To, you know, they don't play each other regularly. So um, with what we've seen as high-powered offenses, yes, good defenses, but also good offense. And, uh, you know, we've watched this game long enough to know that good offense generally will be good defense uh, when those meet up. And so this was a, you know, it, obviously, like I said, in hindsight, a very good opportunity, um, you know, for a, for a shootout game that came to fruition. No one that really irked me, honestly. I, I played a little Michael Thomas, but that was about it. But Jared Cook, you know, across the industry uh, was very low priced, especially on fantasy draft, too. And I remember looking at him and thinking, you know, the tight end landscape is not good, 
Um, but there were a couple guys, and, and there weren't any real guys that I even loved. Like Jack Doyle, I ended up playing in, in my cash lineup. But <laughs> Cook was less expensive, and he'd been playing well, and I was thinking, man, if my spidey sense is telling me I should probably play a little Jared Cook. And I didn't do it, and obviously left that game way early. But he scored two touchdowns, so it would have more than paid off having done that. So, so my regret was just not finishing through the sort of thought process I should have had with that game in general, because all of the pieces really added up. Um, you know, even had it not worked out, even if it would have ended up being a low-scoring game, that would not have made the decision any any better. It just would have made it a little more palatable. <laughs> Bo. Did you come up with one? Uh, nothing specific to last week, but it's still, uh, we were talking about Titans a little bit there. It really still bugs me that I didn't get <laughs> in on Ryan Tannehill uh, earlier in the season when I was thinking about it after he, he showed well in, in the first one or two games. It's, I mean, he's it's been a run now of, of close to two months of yeah. excellence, really. I mean, it's he's mm-hmm. been unbelievable. He's been crazy one of the best quarterbacks like top three in the nfl the last six seven weeks so and, and idp league should be jumping on him as well for that uh that tackle he had <laughs> that, <laughs> that was spectacular that was the play of the week yeah that was a great <laughs> tackle shoot i'm trying to remember i was and next post- week next week i'm not gonna have a regret i'm gonna try to come up with a resolution New year's cool. resolution try to end the season on a positive hey, note we should all do that i like that i like that plan i'm gonna regret coming in with a re- regret <laughs> when it's a resolution that's my pre-regret for next week, Gosh, who is I, I don't remember if it was a PFF somebody I was listening to. And it was either soccer today or, or pro football focus. Pro, I think it's probably said. pro football focus. But like in the last however many weeks, whether it's a month or whatever, the top five quarterbacks include Ryan Tannehill and Mitch Trubisky. Um, I feel like there's a uh, Josh Allen's in there, Lamar Jackson's in there. I can't remember the fifth Sam one. Sam Darnold might be in there. No, he wasn't. I'm sure he's close, but it's like. Matt Ryan and Tom Brady were like 26th and Kirk 27th. <laughs> 538 had a story about Kirk Cousins today in his quietly elite season. For you Kirk Cousins fans yeah. out there if you want to check that out. But, uh, yeah, all right, well, we got some good regrets there. Some good actionable stuff hopefully moving forward. We, because we have so much news, I'm just going to get these codes out of the way because you've heard us talk about Fantasy Labs and Fantasy Draft all year, and we continue to use them, the three of us at this table, for our DFS needs, and uh, we'll certainly talk fantasy draft values later in the show. But again, you know your fa- your, your teams are uh, uh, you know, dying out here one one by one, just like all of ours are. Uh, it's only two weeks left in the fantasy season, even if you make it to the title game. So you can scratch some of that uh, fantasy football itch by playing a little more on the DFS side. So go to Fantasy Labs, use code ten off one zero O F F to get ten dollars off a trial if you haven't done that, and if you have yet. To get your seven-day rake-free fantasy draft trial uh, underway, make sure you're doing that as well with the code FF Party. Like I said, seven days free on there. Play me in some head-to-heads. One, I put one dollar head-to-heads in the lobby every week. So one one two M A G S H one one two is my username if you see me in there. So again, those codes ten off one zero O F F at Fantasy Labs and FF Party over at FantasyDraft.com. Let's throw over to Bo, Channel Score News Desk. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing 
And listen. We have so much news, like you mentioned. We don't even have room to discuss the fact that the Patriots are cheaters again. Yeah. Although that's, that's not really not news. news. So that's, I mean, we knew that already. An ongoing uh, story. Yeah, ongoing saga. They're still looking into it. Um, let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, Lamar Jackson, quad injury. He's officially listed as questionable for Thursday night, but says he will play. Jameis Winston has the thumb injury, but played through it last week. Daniel Jones has that ankle injury. We saw Eli Manning play this past Monday night. Looks like it'll be Eli again this week. Moving on to the running backs. Derrick Henry fighting through a hamstring injury but playing through it. Rashad Penny done for the season with an ACL tear. That sank a lot of fantasy fortunes last week. People had him in their lineups. He lasted all but one play, I think. Josh Jacobs, Yash Jacobs, has that shoulder injury missed last week. And he also doesn't care about your, uh, he doesn't care about your fantasy football team. He made that clear on social media. Uh, James Conner, shoulder injury, trying to make it back this week. Looks like he has a chance. Darius Geis, injured reserve, sprained MCL, done for the season. Hasn't been a great run for Darius Geis so far, injury. It hasn't. Le'Veon Bell, uh, has, was sick last week, then went bowling and had, bowled really well. And Bilal Powell, his, uh, replacement, now has an ankle injury and the flu, and he is out for Thursday night football this week. Damien Rib, Damien Ribs, Damien Williams trying to work <laughs> his way back from his rib injury could return this week, which would give the Chiefs, I think, eight active running backs on their roster. Bo Scarborough has a rib injury for the Lions. Mike Evans, hamstring injury, as Tuvi mentioned, uh, towards the beginning of the show, he is done for the season. DJ Chark with the ankle injury, he's week to week, just short of a thousand yards on the season. Uh, so there's some optimism that he might play one of these last two games just to get there, but I wouldn't count on him this week. Marvin Jones, done, injured reserve, ankle injury. Devontae Parker in concussion protocol. He's been playing at a Pro Bowl yeah, level. Him and Elder Wilson both left concussed. Yes. Uh, Calvin Ridley, injured reserve with an abdominal injury. Auden Tate. Knee injury, injured reserve. Yeesh. Gonna wear out the knee button. Juju Smith Schuster, knee injury. But he might be back this week. Him and James Conner should have this on a loop. Both looking optimistic. T.Y. Hilton, you know the deal with him. Still has that calf injury. P- Paris Campbell, broken foot. Talk about a guy with <laughs> bad injury luck. He's going, he went to injured reserve. Alshon Jeffrey, Oy. Achilles injury. We know he's done for the season. Hey, some good news. Adam Thielen's back in practice. He might be back for the Vikings this week. We've heard that before. Basically Mark, almost. <laughs> Mark Andrews looks like he should be ready for Thursday night football, though it's not a sure thing. He's questionable with a knee injury. Noah Fant hurt his foot yeah, he did. last week, but he expects to play against the Chiefs. Jared Cook, who we mentioned already, has a concussion, as does Vance McDonald. And we Man, never- Vance has had a few of those. We don't know if Evan Engram's ever going to play again, but keep an eye on him and his foot injury. Adam Vinatieri, knee injury, set to undergo season-ending surgery. Knee? Nah, no, had enough. we've had enough. <laughs> uh, and the Cowboys have a new kicker. Kai Forbath was signed, and well, Brett Maher was great. kicked to the curb. Boy, I need a drink. Yeah, you do. So does a lot of those guys on that list. What right. do you want to talk about? Um, well, you're playing Lamar because he's starting. I think you're playing Jameis. I mean, he showed in the second, excuse me, in the second half, uh, playing with that broken thumb, that he's still the same old Jameis, letting it fly. Um, 
even without Mike Evans, uh, you know, I think O.J. Howard can step up in, in Evans' place a little bit. Been getting a lot of targets. We'll see Brashad Perriman and Justin Watson. We'll talk a little bit about more about those guys. I think we'll talk about Eli a little bit later here, too. Sure. Yeah, I believe so. I think that's all the quarterbacks we had, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, running back, I mean, they – Derrick Henry's going to play, right? Like yep. That's a team plan for something right yep. now. He's, so. he's been playing yeah. with his hamstring injury yeah. for a while now, and he's just starting to make guys a monster. And, and all I have left or behind him is Deion Lewis, and I can't even remember the guy's name, but I remember thinking, okay, all they've got behind Derrick Henry is Deion Lewis. <laughs> he better go because Titans literally have yeah. nothing else. I, I mean, if you're a Derrick Henry owner, it's not a terrible idea to pick up Deion Lewis just in case, but Deion Lewis will not be doing the things Derrick Henry is doing no, right. if he is uh, forced then to Then Corey go. Davis might come back into play and suck <laughs> Bo into picking him up. Yeah, Nope, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, uh, we're – I mean, by the time people hear this, the story might have changed yet again, but – Beginning of the week, it looked like there was some optimism surrounding the fact that he, for, yeah. for him to come back in Week 15. And then uh, shortly before we started recording this podcast on Wednesday night, we heard John Gruden say, eh, not so fast, don't count on him. He's probably just being coy and trying to, yeah. you know, Whatever. be goofy about the whole thing like head coaches are with injuries. But uh, don't for sure count on Josh Jacobs Right, pick up week. DeAndre Washington. Uh, what about your your Steelers? James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, potentially coming back this week. I don't want to play a Steelers offensive player. <laughs> I really, I mean, I, that's, I, yeah. they play against Buffalo. It's a tough matchup. Yes, it is. And I, I like the Pittsburgh offensive line, but I don't trust Conner, and he takes the other two running backs out of the equation. Yeah. Kind of ruins everything. Juju is the same thing. Like, I like the player, but I don't know how healthy he is. His quarterback is not going to throw the ball a lot. and That officially takes James takes Washington wa- out of consideration. Right. Washington and Deontay Johnson both. So it's cancel the Steelers, I guess. Play the Steelers <laughs> defense. That's what you're – Chris Boswell? That's what you want to – yeah. Boswell <laughs> and the Steelers defense is the stack you would like there, I guess. What are we doing about the Chiefs running backs? Which which one is Damian Williams again? I get him confused. <laughs> he's the one with the rib injury that she's coming back from. It's right. Damian Rib is his name. It's Damian right. Rib. He has a Williams injury. I, I would actually, if he comes back and plays, because it's been a pain thing for him, I I think I would actually play Damian Williams. This he's, week. The, he's the immediate 1A when he comes back? I think so. I think so. Out of, out of out of eight, it's risky. Would you say eight uh, active? Of, actually, didn't Spencer Ware have the most? He did. Spencer Ware signed off the street, came in, and had played the most snaps. So that tells you all you need to know about what they think about Darwin Thompson. I, and what they're going to do with LaShawn McCoy. I yes. want absolutely no piece of any of that. It's Yeah, Damian Williams, I'm one of the teams that I still have alive, and I I do not want to have to play him this week. If he, if he doesn't play, I think you can start McCoy and hope for a touchdown. If Williams does go, I don't think you can start McCoy, and I think you Williams is the top-ranked Chiefs running back, mm-hmm. but he's still in, like, flex territory. It's like being the tallest jockey at the pack. Right. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of injured reserve uh, news that we got to that don't really merit anymore. Yeah, I mean, with guys, Adrian Peterson actually becomes a little more yeah. of a and Chris Thompson's relevant. Yep, who got bit. all the targets. So, yeah, I actually tried to pick up Peterson this week. That's yeah, he moves up. I think firmly into RB two territory. Um, who who do they got this week? I should know this. I got the Eagles. The Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I think you can. I think you could use them. Um, were there other running backs on IR? There? No. Bo Scarborough, I mean, it's a tough matchup going against that Tampa defense for him. But if he plays, he's been the one getting the touches. So he's your very, like, low-end running back, too. 
against a defense that's not been giving up right. anything to running backs this year. Yeah. With no Stafford and no Marv. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of no Marv, then it's Danny Amendola left. Mm-hmm. We talk about him later, don't we? we absolutely yeah, right. he's on my 50-50 squad. All right. Uh, well, and we talk about the uh, Evans replacements, too, I believe. Both yes, of them, right? yes, we do. Look at that. And I've got Conley for and, Chark. We're in the DJ Chark. Yes. Yeah. We'll get to a lot of these guys. That lawn is getting mowed. I'll yeah. tell you. No, and same thing with, like, Devontae Parker and, and Albert Wilson. I've got myself a, a dolphin in uh, in tow just in case. It is worth noting, though, if Parker doesn't go, I don't, I don't know that Parker playing would have saved Ryan Fitzpatrick last week, but it couldn't have hurt. I mean, Fitzpatrick was a crazy man. He w- <laughs> it was kind of fun to watch, uh, but it wasn't great from a fantasy fantasy standpoint. He bailed himself out with some rushing stats, though, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um, I don't with Calvin Ridley going out. I that's they're you know, playing the 49ers, and I just I, I I'm yeah they gave up 106 points last. They week. They did. <laughs> I the, it's in San Francisco this week. It is. Though. And I, guys, I'm benching Matt Ryan in my playoff game this week. Well, and, and if you're looking for help, you know, we talked about all of the guys in 50-50 that we're going to talk about that are replacements for these. Russell Gage, not among them. Right. Because Ridley was doing nothing at the beginning of the season. It was all Hooper and Jones, who are both back and healthy. So mm-hmm. if any Falcons are doing anything against the 49ers, it's going to be those two guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I wouldn't trust any of those uh, tertiary receivers. It's a big uh, word. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. Good work. Auden Tate, uh, I mean... It, he, he had kind of been relegated to waiver territory just because of the return of John Ross. I don't think you can play John Ross still, even with this injury. Yeah. Uh, maybe next week. We'll see. How about A.J. Green? Uh, no, nah, maybe we'll see him next year. And anyway, with T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell both out, I think, uh, oh, and Chester Rogers also out. Uh, Pascal remains in play. We'll talk him as well. The the Eagles, <laughs> who is left? Uh, Greg Ward? Archega Whiteside got yeah, hurt, Archega too. Archega Whiteside, yeah. Mac Hollins. Nope, Mac Hollins is a Dolphin now. Who was a Reggie Wayne on, on Twitter <laughs> was volunteering sure to come back and play? Yeah, well, Red, yeah he said he was Wayne. at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there at the bar, but I could probably line up. You know, I, from, from the day job, I have a little inside knowledge on, on the Eagles wide receivers and Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Of the 33 qualified passers uh, throwing to wide receivers, he is 26th in passer rating mm. to wide receivers because of what's left. And and yeah. one and mm-hmm. two are Deshaun Jackson, who played three games and hasn't played, and Alshon Jeffrey, and he's then Nelson dead. Aguilar yeah. is three, and he's, he's not hurt. going to play. Yeah, Mac Collins is a Dolphin, by the way. Played his first game as a Dolphin last week. There yeah. you go. They, they, they do need to. <laughs> man, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, <laughs> I, with Car- so, I mean, teams probably that have been relying on Carson Wentz are no longer playing, so it's probably a moot point. But, like, they – I don't know. You can't if, blame if he survived the, long enough, he had multiple you touchdowns and, and yeah. 300 yards in each of the last couple sure, of games. So true. He might be, His accuracy has been terrible. Like, you, you can't really blame that on the receivers. No. I think there might still be something wrong with his hand. Remember he hurt his hand about two, three weeks ago, and that was mm-hmm. the game where he was making just those three – Ridiculously awful. Airmailed the uh, <laughs> yeah. screen pass. Yeah, maybe it's it's been uh, it's been rough sledding for uh, a lot of who we would call good quarterbacks here in in the last handful of weeks. Uh, with the, with Thielen, have a backup plan. Yeah, Bo, <laughs> you're gonna want to. Nah. <laughs> if uh, if Mark Andrews plays Thursday night, do you start yeah. him? Yeah, I think so too. I would. If he doesn't, do you play Hayden Hurst? 
I think you can. Yeah. There's pro- there there or might Nick, be better streamers out there, like some Nick of the guys will talk about 50-50. I think I still go Hurst. I bet, I mean, Boyle could work, they too, both scored last week. Yeah. I, as, a, as, a, as, as Ravens tight ends do. I was yep. going to say, I lost, a, I lost a, a fantasy game or a playoff game last week in a lineup that had Mark Andrews in it, watching all those tight end touchdowns and Mark Andrews I leaving early. Max Williams Hurst. even got one, even though he's now what? <laughs> yeah, Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Um, pivoting back to Thielen real quick, worth pointing out that the Vikings, who usually play at noon when they're on Sunday, uh, they're a – uh, in the late slate of games on Sunday. They're out in L.A. playing the Clippers. So, <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're in San Diego? Yes. They're in San Diego playing the Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> yes. I think this was originally the Sunday night game, and, they, and they put it to Sunday afternoon uh, at uh, 4.05 Eastern time. So yep. there's fewer. Thanks, Chargers. Fewer pivot hey, options for Adam watch, Thielen is, was watch. my point. Yeah, so uh, you know those, those early slate of games; those aren't those aren't going to be your options. So. You get to watch for me in the crowd now at Bears Packers because that'll be on TV. Oh, that's right! You're going to the game, aren't you? That's right. Wow! You'll be the oh, one wearing the Bears. It's nice season. knowing you. <laughs> Wait, I've you survived. Sur- you survived in the past. I don't know how. But. Well, the Bears haven't won. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be there for a Bears victory, but then you may never see me again. I really hope they goes. win this time. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't take it back. Good try. It's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, no offense, I would continue to play. I if, hope they uh, tie. <laughs> there you go. Um, there. It, I mean, he's been producing some big numbers with yes. with Drew Lock. Uh, they do. Uh, yeah. I, I. If you've been relying on him, I think you can still use him. Uh, and if Cook comes back, I think you play him as well. He's had a, a very nice run lately. You mean you like four touchdowns in the last four games? I at least 64 do. yards in each one? I do. I don't like Vance McDonald regardless of if he comes back nope. or not. I'm sure he's a nice person. Don't like him in fantasy football. Evan Ingram, there's no way in uh, heck I would trust him nope. uh, if he comes back. And um, kicker-wise, it's just a need to know there. Chase McLaughlin, like you said, and uh, Kai Forbath are your kickers of note in, in Indian San Francisco. It was oh, a nice run for Adam Vinatieri. He, he was a very nice Up run. until this year. Yeah. yeah. He maybe stuck around one one too long. I think he still gets the yellow jacket. But I want to give a shout out <laughs> to the Cowboys for letting Brett Maher visit the sick kids in the children's mm-hmm. hospital in his Cowboys jersey, then coming back with the other players to the facilities and then like, we're going to need cut it's like we're going to need this yeah take the jersey take off wow the jersey. he went home shirtless the good thing it was dallas <laughs> <laughs> i mean if that was in minnesota oof. uh trade speculation odell beckham and Le'Veon bell that's for next year right yeah i threw that on the list okay. just as a, a as a talker if we wanted to get into it both of uh, odell beckham wants out of cleveland been telling other teams he wants out come and get him and and Le'Veon Bell might not be long for uh, New York after this season. So, be interesting to see what ha- what develops with with both these guys. But Bell, I you know, knee jerk reaction is to stick a fork in him and maybe think he's uh, done. But that Jets offensive line is, Tubi can tell you, has done him they're absolutely not, yeah, no favors they're, this they're, year. They're not. They're not. They're not good. Well, <laughs> the, the running back tag analysis. The, right there. Uh, the running back position is just not good in general either, and they have a very tough matchup this week. It's Baltimore, right? They're Baltimore. Yep. And yeah, they're his name. Blau Paul has already yeah. been rolled out. So, like, where does Bell? Like, I feel like if you own Le'Veon Bell, you you feel very obligated to start him. Well, and yeah. if they're you if might they're, not have any 
decent option. If they're getting rid of him, there's no reason to give the ball to anybody else. I mean, they're I not true. tread on the tires. I, I suppose, but, I mean, they could have played him last week instead of letting him go bowling. Is he bowling with your brother? Who bowls better, your brother or Le'Veon? I um, think your brother. My brother. Yeah. He only, <laughs> he's pretty good. He was only yeah, like Le'Veon's career high was this past weekend. Or he rolled a 252. My brother's he's threat, had a couple threatening 800 oh, series. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's got, I think, three or four perfect games. Pretty Rich, good. Richfield's right greatest athlete ever. Minutes. Only guy I know who has a hole-in-one and a 300 game. Oh, my goodness. In one of his what? <laughs> Two different sports. Oh, gotcha. All I right. I say those bowling balls have three. Otherwise, he's you know, four for Antonio Offensacre. I'll have to tell my brother he, he got a shout-out on this week's <laughs> podcast. He might even listen to it that way. <laughs> well, I think then it's a good time to talk about whatever and let you go first, Bo. Whatever do you want to talk about? Uh, what do I want to talk about? Do we even have time for whatever? Yeah, we week? do. We Because half of our news items, we have uh, 50-50. Uh, um, yeah, road. I'll make it real quick. It's it's this is the time of season, the time of year, really. Before you forget, and while there are still enough teams still paying attention to think about what rule changes you might want for next season. Yeah, what's working or what isn't working in your league? Um, you know, tiebreaker type of things. Uh, consider those. Uh, but once it, once you hit really after this week. And then for sure, after after the fall championship week and you get in the holidays and whatnot, season's over, people just kind of do a flush on the season and forget mm-hmm. about it. And so just kind of wanted to give everybody a heads up. You know, the rules that have been bugging you about your league this year, I've there's some in, in, in a couple of our leagues that that uh, that I'd like to see changed. So maybe uh, throw out the, are, the, the chat board, uh, you know, discussion now and get, get the ball rolling on it. We've got... In our work league, I don't know if you noticed, I thought I was booted out of the playoffs this past week by losing. Yeah, no, it's, no? it's two-week playoff. Uh, we play week 14 and 15 for round one. Don't tell me we don't play 16 and 17. And 16 and 17 oh, for the championship game. God. So <laughs> you thought you won your game I last week. You still I got thought, a week left to I thought to, I defeated my boss, and I was worried about my review <laughs> coming up. So. You, no, got you got to tank. Review you got in time this to week. tank. You yeah. got to tank yeah. this week. Just, just one obvious uh, example of a of a terrible rule. Who set that up? Yeah. I, I'm going <laughs> not to mention this. names. I'm uh, I'm curious if you have like it doesn't have to even be specific to one of the leagues you're in right now. But if there's a rule that is you know just you in general would like to see more teams adopt or a way of going about their leagues that's maybe not as common or you everybody doing blind bidding yet for for everybody should be doing blind bidding more leagues should be doing super flex i think um you know there should should be absolutely getting into the playoffs on points you should save yes yeah the playoff seating is a big one that probably is on a lot of people's minds right now people people just missing out or or getting in uh by by weird ways and just you have teams on the outside looking mm-hmm. in who have scored a hundred more points than the team that got in and uh, consider those that should you know you, you you can complain about it now but those are the rules you agree to at the beginning of the season those don't have to be your rules next season is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say now while the strike while the iron's hot get the, get the ball rolling on the discussion on and this season. is a good point you mentioned tiebreakers um, 
a, a story I like have, to tell. Have them for one thing. Well, and this is the story that convinces. Yeah, I, yeah this I'm, is I'm sure this the worst ever. People, the first year that I played fantasy football way back in 1989, whatever it was. <laughs> it's um, not that long ago. Okay, it was, it was a while ago. It's Thirty that, years. That league is still going, and it's still basic scoring, which is something I try to change every Christmas year. Christmas vacation came out that year. There you go. It was before Al Gore invented the internet. So my my buddy who started the league and his wife tied for the championship in week 16, and we had no tiebreaker. I can tell you who should win that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) at that point, my friend was young and foolish, and he really wanted to win. uh, But I think they agreed to extend it into week 17. And his wife's team was all Bills, who still had something to play for. It was the, the Jim Kelly, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas era Bills. And he didn't have anything, so he got lit up in the championship. And his wife has reminded him for 30 years that she beat him for the <laughs> fantasy football championships. So. Yeah, I'm, I've heard of tiebreakers being decided by coin flips and stuff like that when yep. you don't have a tiebreaker in place. I mean, what are your favorites? Put like, something you, in place. What do you guys, if you're making rules, what do you usually set for The easy breakers? one is most touchdowns scored. Okay. For a tie in a playoff yeah, game? Yeah, for a tie yep. in a playoff game. Yeah. Um, I don't like bench points. Yeah. I really no, don't. Do I. I because they're on your bench for a reason. I mean, but there's, some there's of the strategy. time they're handcuffs. So that league, our, our playoff tiebreaker is you have a three-man Overtime squad, like a taxi, a taxi squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like. Th- I and, don't mind that. And in a basic scoring league, or designate a player, a player. That's not a bad idea. We go three, and in a basic scoring league, kickers are pretty valuable on your OT. Yeah. So why, hey, exactly. why are you carrying two kickers at playoff time? Well, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, I go with uh, the higher seed, and the reason being is only partially because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> the other one is the uh, I. I don't I mean, fantasy mind that. football is a random I, thing. I'd anyway. rather I'd rather have that than bench points. Well, fantasy fantasy football is very random week to week, and I mean, look at what happened this last week. You could have had a very good team all year, and half your guys are on IR now. Yep. You know, yep. um, I like to reward teams that do you know do well in the long haul. So I I always advocate for higher payouts for like regular season first place finish or even rewarding second and third place teams depending on what the buy in is mm-hmm. and if there's enough because like. You're you're in a lot of cases rewarding, you know, a lottery at the end of the year. You know who can whose guys right. don't get hurt or don't get you know sat down because their team's either out of it or uh, so you know have has everything locked up. I I just like to reward the the larger body of work and having a higher seed tiebreaker. I feel like is one way to do that. And an easy way to do that is give the higher seed whatever. How many decimal points do you go to? Do you go to two decimal points? Give the higher seed a point oh oh five. Home field advantage. Okay. That way, if they tie, the half go. point goes you, to the you higher gotta seed. You got to knock off. You got to beat the higher seed. Yeah. Tie them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't mind that at all. I like that. Another thing. I mean, consider payouts in your league too. Just that made me think of. You know, over the long, <coughs> over the long term, just uh, you know, weekly, weekly winners, uh, weekly high score. Mm-hmm. You know, if they get every every sixteen weeks or. 14 weeks or 13 weeks of the regular season, 10 bucks to the high score of the week yeah. or something like that over the course of the season. That that also keeps teams involved and engaged yeah. uh, to the end of the season as well. 
I, so. th- I, this is a good topic, and uh, we'll probably revisit a lot of this um, you know, before next season begins. But I think another um, item to note with that is like I'm there's a league that I'm commissioner of that we've had some churn in um, over the years just because people have moved away. It's like our old, you know, old softball team, and just it's mm-hmm. and we ended up going down to 10 teams this year. And I actually changed it to an Empire League where it had never been that before. Mm-hmm. And that is that is solely for eliminating churn because if you leave that league, you are no longer eligible to win that Empire right. pot. And not only that, it's a lot easier to find somebody to come in and say, oh, hey, you happen to win back-to-back titles and you get – a thousand bucks or whatever, you know, whatever your your empire pod is built up to, um, you know, it's a lot easier to get people to to join in that way. Speaking so. of empire, yeah. I'm I'm in the first empire league that was ever created. Yeah, by our our uh, colleagues at uh, Fanball, yeah. and uh, the last year um, I lost in the championship game, and the the guy I played against, we're we're both back in the playoffs this year in the semifinals. He's in the other on the other side of the bracket. So, obviously, if he wins, the, the league's over. And yeah. the pot of money is up to thousands of dollars wow. in, in that league at this point. So you, you talking about getting paid off to tank here? Is that, is that where I see this going? <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> I'm set up to – I mean, I lost the championship game last year. I was finished best overall record in most points this year. So I have a chance to win it this year, and I want to win it then next year too. So – we're down to uh, crucial time in, yeah. in, the, in the first ever Empire League. Big money, no whammies. What What if Player X and you are in the championship? <laughs> Let's say the pot is ten grand. He offers you two. I can't do I it. Know. I, can't, <laughs> I, know I can't you, do I it. I know exactly what you'd say. Yeah, I, I like to be the <laughs> like an animal house, the guy on the shoulder. Can I offer you five? <laughs> <laughs> How about two fit? Two and a half? Huh? Three? Just uh, saw Animal House on cable this past uh, week. It was on this one channel, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High was on another oh, man. cable channel. Tough well, you got to time that one right. Yeah, so yes, you do. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of, worry about your freaking meat, Tubi. What's yeah, your, uh... I, t- just one thing to, to piggyback on, on Bo's, uh, all these rule changes that you want to discuss have a year-end gathering. I mean, chances are you haven't been in the same room with most of these guys since, or gals, or whoever you're playing with. We don't, we don't care. You got your dogs in your league. That's cool. Might find a dog-friendly establishment and gather. Watch, where are you going? With watch this? Me. I'm saying gather. This league where we've been had around for 30 years, we have a uh, all of the transaction money goes towards paying the bar tab. Okay. So, that's why I'm so Smart. active in that league because yeah. I know I'm going to drink it all up at the end of the season anyway. So nice. we, get, we get together, we have some laughs, we cry, we write bad checks. It's it's a good gathering. <laughs> and I guess the other thing is uh, worry about your freaking meat, Sean Payton. All right, Sean. I, uh, I, I actually do have one, and this is not football-related, so we'll keep it Great. short. But speaking of uh, Christmas vacation and it being 30 years, what are your thoughts of no. getting the band back together? For a new Christmas vacation movie, oh, I saw this where tweet. it's you know they're they're the grandparents now, and the you know there's Is middle Chevy school, high still school. Okay, when I saw him on that what, was it the SNL reunion like a couple of years ago, the definition of seemed, what's okay in public these days has really he seems a lot lower, kind of unhealthy. 
He may be. So maybe a moot point. Maybe a moot point. But if it were possible, if it were possible, I feel like that it is the right because it's not. They're remaking everything else. But it's not. I'm not even saying it's not a remake. It's the natural progression of 30 years later, or sequel, or whatever. I mean. Did you see the, the, the new Ghostbusters? Uh, I did see the new Ghostbusters. Hey, show. where were you at the beginning of the show? Yeah. We were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I, I think that this is important because it's not the, you know, the just trailer. make a did sequel. You, did we talk about we the trailer? We did trailers? talk about the trailer, yeah. Huh. We, we did. <laughs> By the way, Adam Thielen. If Adam Thielen. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. I no, just think no, it's a good idea. No, Worry about your own freaking you, you meat. You want to... Take take great movies and, and ruin them. No, I don't want to ruin them. But a lot of people seem to think that by making a movie 30 years later, it would ruin that first one. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I, I just think the the this is a unique case because of just the natural progression of. Do you age have like a special line. idea for the story? Well, no, not nothing in particular because I just think it could be a lot of shenanigans with you know maybe cousin Eddie's got a grandkid as well that shows up and and. The you know his yeah. his grandkids could be troublemakers and I mean, probably also just, cousins and related maybe by a third way right I would think the, I I just think that there could be a lot of fun to be had there so anyway it that sounds was like a the, terrible the idea. key would be if it's well written I mean <laughs> it would have to any, be very very well done or it can, could be a disaster right correct it just would rehashing vacation with I don't want it to be people. I don't want it to yeah. be crappy I just think that the setup is there for it to be like a very unique. Right. Not remake, sequel. Very. Are there any sequel. actionable yeah. items that we can take no. away from that? Okay. No, there aren't. That's All why right. I tried to Watch keep that short. Watch Vacation. Yeah, it's that time of year. Um, Is you that know, your number one Christmas movie, by the way? Vacation. I had a die Christmas hard? Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, Christmas Story is <clears throat> right, right up there yeah. with it. Yeah, I, I would put Christmas Story right there too. And Elf's not too far behind. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's and Christmas Vacation is actually be a little more difficult now. My my kids are five and seven. When they were younger, all the swearing was no big deal, and now it's a little more. <laughs> now they've don't heard say you that. Time. Don't say that. Can't well, say that's that the word that mommy and daddy say hitting, all the time. <laughs> hitting mute now. You know, that jolliest bunch of a holes and uh, yada yada. I'm still a It's a Wonderful Life guy. Not going to move off that. All right. These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next, Sean, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. Well, speaking of it being a wonderful life, we have uh, wonderful 50-50 players to give you to help you in DFS this week. Uh, I actually picked first this week. I did not start with a quarterback, but I will begin by telling you my quarterback this week is Ryan Fitzpatrick going against the New York Giants. Oh, and actually, he was one of the guys. He was picked last week. I, I do this every week. I, I oh, yeah. Who did right we over. hit on last we week? We hit on a lot of guys again. Ryan Tannehill, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Anthony Miller, Robbie Anderson, Zach Pascal, Sam Darnold, Cole Beasley. The worst were Rashad Penny and Ryan Griffin, who both got hurt early. Yeah. The Texans D, which was awful. And Mike Gesicki somehow didn't do anything, despite everyone else getting hurt. But anyway, <clears throat> speaking of Mike Gesicki, let's get back to the uh, – Dolphins who are in uh, New York. Do you know why the Giants are in New York? Mm-hmm. I'm in town to yeah. play the Dolphins, you dumbass. And they will play against Ryan Fitzpatrick, 11-7 over at Fantasy Draft. 
Fantasy Labs has him as QB9 in their cash model. Giants have allowed seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Uh, so that's the upside. The, and, look, he's had 37 or more attempts each of the last four weeks, 45 or more rushing yards in two of his last three, part of that being because they don't have a running game otherwise. Um, so that helps with some floor. He's got multiple touchdown passes in four of his last seven starts. The problem is the other three he had zero combined. Uh, which is not good. He's got seven fumbles this year and has only lost one of them in four picks in the last three weeks. So as much fun as it's been to watch Ryan Tannehill, he really has been kind of on the precipice of disaster Fitzpatrick, this whole time. Who did I say? Tannehill. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Tannehill's no longer available in 50-50. No, as, as he is well not. He shouldn't be. He's not. So who's your quarterback, Bob? Um, well, Fitz, very, by the way, <laughs> Fitzpatrick is running out of wide receivers too. Do you think the Dolphins have stayed in New York because they played, you know, back – to back weeks in, uh, in the year. I they, think they, they went could home have. to Miami. Okay, my quarterback's Philip Rivers, who's for the last week nobody none of us took him in fifty fifty, yeah. even though he's only fewer than fifty percent of leagues. Did we, we talk about did we yeah. talk about We yeah. mocked him. Yeah, I know we talked about that last <laughs> week. He surprisingly enough ranks third in the NFL in passing yards. I couldn't believe that when I and s- first saw it. in trash talking. He he does. <laughs> he does. And the Vikings have been middle of the pack against the pass this season, and their cornerbacks are a little banged up. And in the Vikings' past four road games, they ha- their opposing quarterback has averaged 319 passing yards, hmm. and they have a total of 10 touchdown passes, which I think works out <laughs> to like two and a half yeah. uh, touchdowns per Should game. So that's a, yeah. that's a pretty good, tasty matchup for Phillip Rivers. And that, by the way, is who I am planning to start in place of Matt Ryan in my playoff game this week with Matt Ryan playing in San Francisco against the 49ers. I don't hate it. So there you go. Tuvi doesn't hate it either. I do not hate it. I I am a Phillip Rivers guy. And that's in that Empire League, by the way. All right. Well, I hope you win and share the money with all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Beers on bow. My quarterback... He's he's in New York, Maj. Why do you think he's in New York? Oh, you know what? You know why he's in I, New I York? I know why he is. Because uh, that's where Ghostbusters was. And have you seen the trailer for the new Ghostbusters? I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> Isn't it have you seen that internet meme with the cat and the lady yelling at the cat? <laughs> that, that's something you could say during a podcast or during sex. <laughs> you could also say Eli Manning is back, baby, which yeah, well, I would, would I wouldn't really say awkward that. Yeah. for <laughs> – doing that during a podcast <laughs> um, he does play the Dolphins he's ten thousand two hundred dollars on fantasy draft the Dolphins have allowed three 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 and two passing touchdowns over the last four games at least 250 passing yards in each and if you listen to Monday night's announcing crew first I am so <laughs> sorry please remove the cocktail stick from your ear because it's over now but they were they were fitting Eli for his uh, yellow jacket and his Hall of Fame bust um, I told you, you should press that SAP button, man. You'd, you'd know Spanish so well by now if you'd been watching all the broadcasts. <laughs> oh, that's how you do it. Or the yeah. mute button. The, that also well, There's this yeah. mute button thing. All right. But it was so enjoyable listening to Boot. No, it really wasn't. But uh, they taught that little seven-yard out that Eli threw to Darius Slayton that he broke a tackle and went yep. 70 yards for a touchdown. That was, that was the first Eli is back proclamation <laughs> from the announcers. <laughs> So I'm hoping for a lot of broken tackles and yak this week as uh, Eli adds up some stats for me. I just have one running back this week, and it's Raheem Mostert going against Atlanta. I can't believe he's not owned in more than 50% of leagues. 10,200. Fantasy Labs actually doesn't love him at running back number uh, 45 in their cash game models, in part because of the, the price tag going up and the fact that they do have a lot of bodies in that backfield. But 
I mean, we know that they've been wanting to split work there. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has said as much, but uh, just a story today, I think San Francisco Chronicle maybe, he said about Mostert regarding his usage, he's given us no choice. Yep. 33 touches the last two weeks, four touchdowns in his last three games. I won't go through all these stats, but of 38 running backs with 100 or more rushes this year, he's number one with almost six yards per carry. He's second in pro football focuses breakaway percentage and in yards per touch among running backs this year. Only Austin Eckler is higher, and he's number three in yards after contact per rush. He is doing it all. Um, and at this point, I really uh, regret having Tevin Coleman on my dynasty team because not going so great, Bob. All right. That's I have my two. Throwing it to Bo. Thank you. I also go by Bob yeah. once in a while. Uh, I have two running backs. Patrick Laird will be my first guy. Uh, he's... In New York. Oh, yeah, he is. With the Dolphins, so I suppose we yeah, this need didn't that. Work. Wouldn't really work. No. He's one of the last healthy Dolphins players, and he had season highs of 19 touches and 86 yards last week against the Jets, and, of course, he gets the Giants this week. He's still available in nearly 80% of ESPN leagues, and he's $8,800 on Fantasy Draft. Not a great DFS value. Uh, DeAndre Washington is my second running back. This is a great matchup for whoever plays at running back for the Raiders this week, whether it is Yashi Jacobs coming back from that shoulder injury uh, remains to be seen. But if he doesn't or if he hasn't set back in practice this week and can't go, DeAndre at, uh, Washington's not a bad plug-and-play this week. He had 20 touches last week for 96 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. And the Jags have allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs this season and rank 31st in run defense. I've got two running backs, one of them uh, a standby, Peyton Barber. He gets the Lions. He's $8,700 on Fantasy Draft. Over the last five weeks, teams are averaging 28 running back touches per game against Detroit, so you know they're having some success Mm -hmm. moving the ball with their backfield. Um, Barber's averaging 11 touches a game. Uh, Ronald Jones, 12 touches a game, So that's over the last five games. So I think there's a huge opportunity here, and Barber has, uh, has had some luck at the goal line, so... I like Barber. And uh, the other guy I'm going with, Chris Thompson, started the year on almost all of my teams. He's one of my favorite. You love Chris Thompson. Always have. Add a running back for dirt cheap, and, and he's dirt cheap again this week against the Eagles, $7,700. They throw in a free blunder on Fantasy Draft. No, that's Last not true. Last week, Incorrect. he had uh, seven catches for 43 Tubi, yards. do you want another beer? Oh, screenshot. Yeah, it's time for the screenshot. That's four weeks in a row. It's a new consecutive <laughs> Weak streak for me with the same nice. beer. Uh, seven catches, 43 yards on eight targets last week for Chris Thompson. The last time he saw the Eagles, he had 68 yards on seven catches, 10 targets in that earlier meeting. So great opportunity for Chris Thompson. We talked about Darius Geis being out. Uh, Adrian mm-hmm. Peterson's going to get the carries. Chris Thompson didn't get a single carry last week, but he gets all the looks in the passing game. And with the uh, with the Washington team, you're generally playing with a negative game script yeah, anyway. Yeah, so. that will happen. Uh, I have four wide receivers here because I've got two in the flex. <clears throat> Zach Pascal at New Orleans, like say in a 10,100. Yeah, uh, he's actually Fantasy Labs wide receiver two in their cash game model. Saints are lying the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. 19 targets the last two weeks for Pascal. 12 catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown combined in those games. That is good. What I've been told, Chris Conley going at Oakland 7,000. Fantasy Labs has him as wide receiver 14 in their cash models over at Fantasy Draft. Uh, you know, targets have, have dwindled for Conley. He's only got eight combined in the last two weeks, but he had seven or more and five straight before that, and now we talk about uh, DJ Chark likely being out. Uh, there will be 
footballs to go around, and Oakland's allowing the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, Alan Hearns uh, in that game. I've got him stacked with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm I'm less bullish here if uh, Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker come back. If it's just one or the other, I still think Hearns could be in play. If it's neither, heck, I might... Uh, I'm, I don't think he's going to be cash game viable at that point, but I'd be more likely to use him in uh, a t- as a tournament flyer here or there at 9,200. Uh, season highs with eight targets and 68 yards last season, one short of a real nice game. Uh, Giants are allowing the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. And uh, finally, I've got Randall Cobb going against the Rams, 8,700. Not really viable on uh, fantasy draft this week at that price just because uh, there's – you know, targets have dropped just eight combined in the last two weeks, but he has still at least had 43 yards in each of the last two, and that's coming after that big three-week stretch he had. So he can pop at any time. It's just the, the Rams have been tough against wide receivers. Just one touchdown allowed to wide receivers outside of that Baltimore shellacking uh, where they gave up four, uh, but in the last eight weeks, just one other wide receiver touchdown. That's a lot of wide receivers. Yeah, too many. What would you call that during our 50-50 draft today? Flex. Oh, the flex the f- XX, my X. flex six position. Yeah, Wasn't yeah that a- take Vin Diesel, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a movie? Wasn't Morton I- Anderson in that? In the discussion, yeah. yeah. Flex triple X, I think. Was yeah, Morton Anderson. that was. He's very flexible. Flex triple X lives. Yep. In the follow up. <laughs> Nobody what, what understands did he pl- what, what we're did, What did about. he play in the? Oh, he was the. <laughs> Pizza delivery. Uh, you, no, he fixed the cable. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have three wide receivers. Um, we'll start with Danny Amendola for the Lions against the Buccaneers. With Marvin Jones going on IR, Kenny Galladay and Danny Amendola are the only yeah. wide receivers on the Lions' active roster that have caught a pass this season. And this week they just so happen to face the 31st-ranked Buccaneers pass defense who have allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers this season, making Danny Amendola – a tremendous play, and for DFS purposes, he's wide receiver 12 on Fantasy Labs for cash game models on Fantasy Draft this week. Cole Beasley as my next wide receiver. Huh. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> <laughs> he has touchdowns in three straight games in six of his last eight games. I don't like the matchup against the Steelers so much, but you really can't argue with those kind of scoring trends, so... Cole Beasley it is. He's still available in almost 70% of leagues. Uh, 68%. Just one short of, oh. of really nice. Yeah. Uh, Justin Watson is my third wide receiver. He's one of a few options for Tampa Bay uh, as they go up against a weak Lions pass defense. He's available in every fantasy league. And Mike Evans with the injury uh, opens the door for Watson and others mm-hmm. to contribute in this pass-heavy Buccaneers attack against the Lions, and Watson had season highs of five receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown last week after Evans left the game. Speaking of others, one of my wide receivers is Brashad Perriman against those same Lions, $8,800 on fantasy draft. Uh, Bo and I are both figuring Darius Slay, Darius Slay is going to spend a lot of time getting to know Chris Godwin. Yes, he will. Uh, he'll take him out for uh, probably a nice dinner and uh, back to the house with leather-bound books and stuff like that. Uh, meanwhile, nice well, chicken dinner. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, Justin Watson's going off. Uh, I think uh, Paramount's going to be going Whammy. as well. Eight catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown in his last two games. And, uh as Bo said, with no Mike Evans, there's an opportunity in Tampa. And my other wide receiver, nobody wants 
a skinny Santa, and nobody wants a naked Eli, so I'm going Darius Slayton. <laughs> I'm in uh, town to play the Dolphins. Yeah, I didn't even need to ask. Look at that. He knows his job. All over right it. there. 9200 That's a bargain price for Darius Slayton. I think he's going to be in a few of my lineups. $9,200 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, Eli likes him. Eight targets, five catches, 154 yards, and two touchdowns on Monday night. Uh, over the last five weeks, in a half PPR league, he is wide receiver two. Man. Overall, right behind mm. Mike Thomas, and he's still available That's in crazy. more than half your leagues. Oh, and by the way, the matchup, the Dolphins, the second most fantasy-friendly defense against wide receivers. No team has allowed more wide receiver touchdowns than the nine they've given up over the past five weeks. Hey, did you hear about the new Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> I heard they were going to take the cast of Christmas Vacation and remake <laughs> That would be a terrible idea. Uh, Dallas Goddard at Washington's going to be my tight end at 8,000. Even in Fantasy Draft, he's uh, Fantasy Labs tight end 14. They don't love him. Uh, they like him as a friend. Continues to be outproduced by Zach Ertz despite getting similar usage. He has six or more targets in four straight. 69 yards is his season high, though. Nice. nice. Uh, three straight without a touchdown is actually Dallas Goddard's longest stretch of the season without reaching the end zone. So I guess he's, he's due. He's due. Yeah. What do you got? Power of due. Tyler Higby is going to be my tight end this week. He has exactly seven receptions and over 100 yards in each of the past two games against two horrible yeah. defenses against tight ends. Little tougher matchup this week, but the Cowboys aren't great against tight ends still. Uh, assuming Gerald Everett is out again this week, which it That's looks like he ask, will yes. be. It looks like he will be. He's not practicing as of uh, the time we recorded this podcast. So uh, I'm liking Tyler Higby again to continue this run of seven reception, 100-yard games. Yeah, he's been real good. Brandon Cooks, meanwhile, not so much. I'm doubling up on tight ends. Do it. Okay, just going <laughs> to let that one lie there. You guys are no fun. No. O.J. Howard against the Lions. We've talked about what happens with Mike Evans out. Just $7,000 plus you get a blunder on fantasy draft. Not true. 11 targets, 9 catches, 134 yards over the last two weeks. All those people, I mean, he was he was definitely, without a doubt, the bust of the year at tight end. Yes. And the people that... Picked him out of the waiver wire after the guy that spent right. the fifth-round pick on him and, and kicked him to the curb are going to laugh all the way to the bank with a big week last week and again this week. And with my other tight end, we talked about Vance McDonald and his uh, concussion. I think so were all of the fantasy owners who put Vance McDonald into their li- uh, lineup against the Cardinals because it's been the absolute layup of the fantasy season, yes. tight ends against the Cardinals. Now they're concussed from banging their head against the wall, but... I'm too stupid for that. I'm going David Njoku <laughs> against those Cardinals for $8,000. No blender, but you already got one for using O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. Arizona has... How many, how many do you need? <laughs> Still not true. Arizona's allowed 400-yard games to tight end, an average of one tight end touchdown per game. Njoku saw three of Cleveland's five tight end targets last week. And consider this about Baker Mayfield. Of the 33 qualified quarterbacks... Baker Mayfield's passer rating to wide receivers of almost 70, 69.8, is Mm. the worst of those 33. Mm. So throw to your tight end, Baker. I like the commercials. Now throw to David Njoku. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, uh, speaking of which, do you like Ryan Fitzpatrick or Baker Mayfield better this weekend? I need my quarterback two decision made. I'd go with uh, Fitzmagic. 
Even with no healthy players. I was going to say, if, if Devontae Parker doesn't go, I'm going B- Baker. But if Parker's yeah, well, back, sure. Now I'll throw conditions on it after I throw <laughs> myself out there. <sighs> I also like Ian Thomas this week at tight end, by the way. If Greg Olson doesn't play, he's got a great matchup as well. Those Seahawks have been almost as bad as the Cardinals have, and you just mentioned how bad they were. Uh, what do we got here? I just ran out of places. To kicker put and, him de- kicker and defense. So, yeah, kicker defense. Uh, I'm going to Chiefs. I don't love this pick. Chiefs going against Denver this week. Uh, 6,400. Fantasy Labs actually does like it uh, a little bit. They've got him, uh, the Chiefs as their um, number eight defense special teams in their cash game model in terms of value. It, this is really just a game script thing because the, the Chiefs aren't that great of a defense. But if they're going to make, you know, they're in Arrowhead, make Drew Locke throw uh, downfield a little more. And he's shown, you know, he'll make he'll take some risk throwing jump balls to Cortland Sutton and, and Noah Fance. And if they got to keep up on the scoreboard, there could be some turnovers here. Also, uh, high five to Drew Locke. I've seen, I saw the pictures of uh, his lady friends on the internet today. So, <laughs> good on you, buddy. And then uh, Jason Myers at Carolina. Uh, Seattle's the. Were they the ones looking at the cat in that? Meet? <laughs> Probably. You wouldn't know. Okay. There might have been a cat in there. I don't know. Uh, Seattle fourth highest implied point total this week. Uh, weather in Carolina is supposed to be partly cloudy, high of 56. Nice day for kickers. Uh, Myers <laughs> averaging over eight points per game in his last ten. Carolina. Along the second most kicker fantasy points this year. It all adds up to a decent day for Jason Myers. Lions will be my defense going up against the Buccaneers. This is really just an anti-Jameis Winston play, so a few interceptions seem assured. Their defense number 14 on Fantasy Labs this week. They'll only cost you $4,500 on Fantasy Draft, and they are available for streaming in 90% of ESPN leagues. And my kicker, who's really on the doorstep of having the greatest late season and playoff run in fantasy football history by a kicker jason sanders of the dolphins mm-hmm. in new york to play with the dolphins you dumbass available in 99 percent of espn leagues two weeks ago he had a touchdown <laughs> last week he kicked seven field goals this week i'm predicting an interception return for a touchdown <laughs> wow for jason sanders in addition to a few more field goals that would be the best run since like, Chip Lowmiller is the name that comes to mind because my first fantasy title, I won thanks to Chip Lowmiller getting like three 50-yard field goals in one game nice. and two in another game and carrying my Barry Sanders-led team. Um, I also want to mention that I am going to miss this Prairie Artisan screenshot when it's finally going <laughs> to slay that keg. This is just... You might slay that keg. I might stay here and finish it off if it's going to be gone next week. My kicker, and I'm doing this, uh, Vikings fans, I'm doing this for you. I'm going with Dan Bailey against the Chargers. It's a, Vikings have a decent offense. They're not afraid to kick field goals. But every time I pick Dan Bailey, the Vikings win. So Why don't take, you pick him every week then? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I only figured, like I said, I'm not that smart. So I didn't figure it out until last week when I picked him, and then I'm picking him again. So I'll take him the rest of the way, Okay, even in the playoffs. Deal. And from the guy that gave two weeks ago gave you the Carolina defense, only to watch them give up 106 <laughs> points to Washington. I don't think it was Last week gave you the Houston Texans, only to get lit up by yeah, a that, rookie that wasn't quarterback. Good. Hasn't helped. Making his first road start. So ignore whatever Tubi's about to say here. I'm giving you the Maginot line. I mean, that's that's my defense this week. If you don't know the Maginot line, it's a, a line of concrete fortifications, obstacles, and weapons installed by the French the uh, prior to World War II. Uh, it was based on their experience in trench warfare in World War One. 
but discovered the Ger- by the Germans. The Germans also learned from World War One, and they launched a true. rapid offensive right through the Ardennes forest that uh, completely circumvented the Maginot Line, which now stands as a euphemism. I think I know it's going to be in the show notes. Something <laughs> that you spend money on that is absolutely worthless. Way to go, French, for giving us the Maginot Line. And I, I'll throw out the Seahawks for sixty six hundred dollars against Carolina, but San given Diego. my track record, pick someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to oh, disagree. Have it. Okay. Uh, nice. We got some good stuff. Well, make sure uh, you're checking out the show notes. I don't know what's going to happen there. You've got. I, think uh, I know what's going to be in the show notes. <laughs> I think our Twitter handles are usually in there too. But if not, we'll make sure they're they are in there so that you can ask us your uh, lineup questions of the week. You got to win your playoff matchup, so we're, you, we're here to help. Yeah, if you want to send me the trailer for the new Ghostbusters, yeah, or a cat meme, you can send me a send cat that meme. to Mosh. That's right. Or if you want to just whisper things that you could say during our podcast <laughs> or during sex, feel free to do that as All well. All of the above. Awesome. Well, we've got one last week, week 16, out here at yeah. JL Beers in Burnsville, 7.30 p.m. next Wednesday, the 18th. Good so, luck to everybody good. in their playoffs this week. Hope you don't go. Oh, no. <laughs> one, oh, that's, that's utters up for those of you who wondered why there was a beeping sound. I don't have a beep. It'll be some kind of random, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have some fun with it, I'm sure. Okay, for two of you, for Bo, Mosh here. Hope I survive Green Bay next weekend, and if so, we'll see you here at JL Beers, 7.30 p.m. Wednesday, the 18th, week 16. Good luck, everyone. Talk to you next week.